0: Today, we're talking to Ivan Arona, a former professional driver, and we're going to be talking about all of his many experiences and different roles he's had in the office and exploring the many sides of transportation.
1: Now, let's get trucking.
0: This is Beyond the Rig. Well, welcome to today's episode of Beyond the Rig. I'm Brett Stabler. We're glad you're here. I was just talking to Ivan Arona, who will be our guest today, and julio dino so
1: donoso D-O. it's the same thing
0: do i say dino so he says donoso tomato fair. tomato right we'll just throw him out but why don't you julio <laughs> go ahead introduce yourself for our listeners our viewing audience they are all interested in who you are yeah
1: for literally everyone who has no idea who i am or why i'm here i also don't know why i'm here but okay. um, yeah, I've worked uh, in like the brokerage division of of trucking for uh, about three years, um, primarily in the Southwest. Okay, uh, Arizona hay. Yep, that went into the uh, Southwest. Good recycled materials are my bread and butter. Um, <laughs> waste management, great, great trucking. <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> um, and then um, after that, I went into we have like a digital platform. Yeah. Comparable to like kayak for hotels where you can do everything from booking to cars, hotel. We do that. So is it that robust as kayak yet? We're we're getting there. So the trucker can book their freight, they can manage their freight, invoices, accounts payable.
0: Now your pops, he's been around trucking too, right?
1: Yeah. He's worked for night for twenty nine years.
0: Wow, okay. That's a long that's almost almost an OG right there.
1: 33, a lot of people. He's a good guy. What's he do for him? He's a diesel tech mechanic. Cool. Awesome. And he, to this day in Arizona, is doing his job. So sometimes I've seen him with like just burn, oil burns on his arms from being under the truck. I don't know what the bay, I think it's literally called the bay. Yeah. Um, but he's just under the trucks doing all kinds of repairs and we've begged him to, to retire and it's just not
0: in his blood. He just doesn't want to do it. Hard worker. So because of that, you're here, awesome. Well, as we, as we said earlier, this is Ivan Arona, before, or Ivan, or as, as Julio likes to refer to him as.
2: Ivan. Ivan, in Espanol. Ivan. So, right.
0: before we get started, because we really want to talk about the different sides of transportation, things that you've done, that we've done, and kind of explore that a little bit. I want to ask you first one very important question. How was it living up to the name Ivan Drago? Do you know who that is? I do.
2: Absolutely. Well, then tell us,
0: how was it growing up and trying to live up to that name of that mammoth of a man?
2: He did well representing me. Absolutely. Okay. Yes.
0: So you would say that losing <laughs> is your forte?
2: <laughs> Improvement and identifying opportunity would okay. be it. There okay. you go. All
1: right. All to right. be fair, you, Ivan won the first fight against apollo he did. that's
2: true
0: well killed him you're right yeah. <laughs> he killed, but, he killed but let's be, let's be <laughs> honest let's be honest here denoso that would be like me fighting my grandpa and killing him apollo asked for the fight though well my grandpa would too <laughs> so i mean <laughs> so in essence okay well done you beat a has-been and then you took on the 5-8 incredibly yoked no steroid added rocky balboa
2: didn't do too well there. Okay, that's where the opportunities. Okay, opportunity to identify opportunity. There you go.
0: But hey, what a great name! I would much rather be named after Ivan Drago than say Apollo or Rocky. So uh,
2: Apollo's a pretty good name too. Well done. Yeah. Well done. Or Clubber Lang. Clubber but now, Lang. now we're now we're going back. That's like real. <laughs> that's like real boxing.
0: Clubber no Clubber Lang <laughs> Rocky three. That's Rocky. Four. No, it's not. It's Rocky Three. Do not test me here, D-No-So. <laughs> Can we like fact? Rocky text? Three, Mister oh, T. Dang, casting crew. They went ahead and verified. I'm they out. Googled I'm it. out. I win. All right, Ivan. Let's talk about a little bit about transportation industry. Um, just tell us what your first job was, as far as in transportation, what that looked like, and and just kind of give us a little background there.
2: Of course. So I started driving in 1997, professionally driving. And, uh, just went from there. 97, 97. That's
0: like, that's like towards the height and end of the grunge era, which is by far my favorite era, but continue.
2: Yeah.
1: When well, you not- say professionally driving, like as a truck driver or a race car driver,
2: the race part of it wasn't included. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. professionally a commercial vehicle. All right. All right. Cool. Cool. And so, yeah, no, started there. I had the opportunity to be a, a an over the road driver full time, which was just incredible. And, uh, Hey, it's still in transportation now 2020 20, what is it now gosh 25 years later huh
0: well what's kind of the big differences what was it like in 97 versus now
2: there's lots of them lots of them um, it, it's a great time now to to be a professional driver uh, back then it was it was good but there was just some additional challenges you know this technology's come a long way that now that that really aids the professional driver and and uh, we went from road atlases and being extremely familiar with that to now like example is gps you lost you know me.
0: what's a road atlas? oh my goodness right. right. like a map yeah. like like, like paper a paper map absolutely so did you have a thomas guide a thomas guide yeah i don't believe that i'm familiar oh, that's a big map every city yeah
1: so, so like mid-drive you had to like pull over and be like ah. well
0: I'm, I'm assuming you plot out your day before you have, have big, to but do that right
2: <laughs> proper trip planning so no, but you we really would um, get familiar with with the highways, you know, and and uh, it was just so so different. I, I feel that we were more effective navigators uh, back then, and now you know, kind of become reliant on the tools that we have. It's got its pros and cons. But okay, indeed different.
0: So so let me ask you this: Would do you, in your professional opinion, yeah. did you prefer paper logs or electronic logs? Because you've done both.
2: I would go with um, electronic logs. Really? Okay. Yeah absolutely. Most old school guys say, "Uh, oh, no, give me paper." Yeah. Well, you know, and give me paper and let me drive. And, and it would <laughs> <laughs> let me drive. And it really uh like you would have that mirror, right? If um if the, it, the the technology now is really assisting in in uh and w- with your logging, with changing of duty status and things like that, but that's something we would do manually anyway. Yeah. And, and the entries the the entry integrity, if it was there, then it'll be now digitally too. So.
1: Okay. Were you a short like state to state, or were you like cross country, long haul?
2: It was cross country, forty eight states, oh. and uh, ran one in in Canada also.
0: There you go. Yeah, talk to us about. Give, uh, give us a cool story. Like, what were you've been driving a long time? You've been in the industry a long time. Yeah. Give us a couple of really cool stories, like exciting stories. Like our audience wants to hear something cool. Don't just say. Oh yeah, I took a load from Phoenix to L.A. and I had to write down on my logs and electronic logs. Save the d- none of that. Give us a cool story that would be nice for everyone to hear.
2: A cool story, yeah. Wow, um, pretty vague, I know, but that's yeah, yeah. I, maybe, you know, I maybe was more. You, maybe
0: you were out of control and you had to go up one of those cool ramps and I was, get
2: stuck. Oh no, no, thankfully not. Okay. But I would say it was just uh, I was highly focused on on being uh, productive and servicing my freight on time. You know. And that in itself brings its own challenges. I mean, you, you're you're out there with even the challenges of today, right? Traffic and weather and all those other uh, obstacles that we encounter. But that was uh, that was my my primary focus, you know. But it what is really cool though is seeing that transition of time. You know, going back to the advantages that we have now with the, with a modern professional driver. Um, it, it's been really nice to see that all all that come about. I mean, going from from finding the next payphone to actually having a mobile device with a Bluetooth connection, that's huge. Yeah.
1: You know what I've always been curious? Did you ever see Fast and the Furious 1 where the, the black Honda Civics <laughs> one, two, three, sneak four. under the trailer?
0: Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Is, that, can, is that legit? Could that happen? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, with or without skirts? You guys the know skirts, what I'm talking about, you know? right? Yeah, of course. No skirts. No skirts. Um, and they had a...
0: Jack the trailer just a little just bit, just get a little bit, yeah. well, they were another couple riders, feet. But could <laughs> it happen? Yeah. Yeah. Like, could exactly. riders or not? You got to lift that up. We,
2: I'd, I'd have to go and see if the MythBusters put anything with that. You know,
0: I'd, I'd, well, I'd, it definitely uh, happened in the movie. Like that's legit. It
2: right,
1: you, you probably had stunt drivers. <laughs> yeah, but and, and but modification that's never, that's never happened to but you on not, the road. But
0: no, you're. That's what we mean by <laughs> cool story. You <laughs> weren't driving along one day. <laughs> And and someone like, tried to hijack Yeah, yeah. like a little Civic that was lowered to the ground with green neon
2: went right under you. Not that I ever noticed, you know? And yeah, You had to, like, yeah, go yeah. for your shotgun,
1: and this guy's harpooning you from the window.
2: Not, nothing like that. And
1: yeah. yeah no, that's all,
0: exciting. Stole too, all but, the product but, out of the trailer. <laughs> yes. Okay. It was right electronics. Fast. Yeah, well. I remember. Maybe it's the start of your electronic logs. But
2: but I got to say, though, now that you said it's stole out of the trailer, in in my uh, right before I actually started on my own— Um, I was with a friend of the family and, and uh, he had been driving for, you know, 19, 20 years when, when I started learning from him. And back in those days, you didn't have to go to CDL school, you know? And so he taught me on his truck and we were delivering a load in Southern California and we stopped to get something to eat. We parked uh, just, just some, some place, you know, not one of those security parking spots or what have you. And when we came out of getting our to-go food, there was a group of people already oh. unloading the product, which was that, that uh, those tight ultra was a new thing, you know, the little mini box and what have you. And they were already uh, taking product. And so, so that was gonna, something they were going to
0: sell it on eBay. The um, black market? Yeah, you know, probably. Laundry no, no, no uh, that was like
2: 1996. So, oh, for sure, no eBay. The internet was not there. Never mind. I have one more important <laughs> question that I, I don't want to forget.
1: So, since you've been cross country, have you been to Wawa? The gas station?
0: Wawa? That's by far,
1: station. probably one of the best gas stations. You think it's
0: better than Bucky's?
1: Way better than Bucky's. The, the Why would it be way better than Bucky's? The food? Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Are you talking the about
0: the one that's got tons of like cars and stuff inside? It's like a giant mall? Is that Wawa's? I don't think
1: that's... The Wawa has the hoagies. It's like it has like a professional kitchen. So
0: you're making the claim that it's better than Bucky's simply because of something you ate there? Yeah. That would be hmm. like me preferring a QT dog over Wawa's and saying QT's far better.
1: I guess what I'm getting at is Wawa is the best, so he would know if he's gone. I yeah, no. If it was Have you like been that, to Buc- I, probably,
2: I, I haven't been to that. No, you've never been, driven in Texas, bro. You got to get out. Absolutely. Dude. What is
0: going on? <laughs> never driven in Texas. Bro, there's life outside of El Paso. Yeah.
2: Well, you know, but yeah, I mean, I went to like some of the good barbecue places in in Texas. Okay. You know, and so there's some places that we hit up for sure. You know, but it was primarily again, you know, it's kind of more more of the transit point to point. Got to get stuff done. Keep that freight moving.
1: All East Coast. So like Maryland, Virginia. Oh, yeah. New York. It's not as good as Bucky's. I'm just going to put that. There's a place that's better than Bucky's also called Sheets. I don't know if you've been to Sheets. Haven't been to that one.
0: Now that dude's getting personal talking about Sheets. I don't really care
1: about the gas. I care about like what (laughs) I'm eating.
0: I don't care about the gas either. (laughs) Bucky's is just barbecue. What is better than barbecue? Cinnamon rolls. Oh my goodness! <laughs> all right, back
1: to that. All right, all right. That's all my right. bad. My bad.
0: Okay, so that, those were your best stories from the OTR world. They were okay, but that's all right. That's <laughs> all right, Ivan.
2: I know you were uh, expecting tell, that tell part to uh, sneak underneath the trailer, but
0: tell us this, the the story. We talked a little bit, you know, before the podcast. Tell us a story about where you almost quit.
2: You know, um, it was it was literally like my my first trip, my first week out. And, uh, and, you know, that's where it can get challenging for drivers even today, you know. So I was sort of away from the family, obviously, you know. And it was during, I started in January of 97. So the winter's upon us. Oh, yeah. they, uh, my first load takes me over to Pennsylvania. And uh, there's, there's a tremendous snowstorm. And you mentioned El Paso, Texas. Not a whole lot of snowstorms <laughs> happening out there. No, nope, just dirt. It's just dirt. And, uh, and so I experienced my first whiteout, first major snowstorm. And that's where I questioned myself, you know, when it was, when I found a safe location to stop at, I'm like, what am I doing out here? You know? And, and back to what we were talking about with, with the availability of, of, of mobile phone and all, which was really non-existent uh, and, and for sure not popular at all for those very few that did have a cellular phone back then. Um, it's like, Hey, there's no one to talk to when you were out there by yourself, like you were out there alone, you know, yeah. um, in the min- in the middle of a whiteout winter storm, you know, never seen all of that before. No one to call. No one there to just you know send a message to. It was it was pretty lonely for sure. Was that your first time seeing snow? Uh, we had seen snow, but not nothing as far as uh, a major snowstorm like that. Blizzard conditions, whiteout. Absolutely, that was my very first time.
0: That would be like Dinoso here being in the middle of a tsunami on an island or a hurricane. I used to think I
1: I seen snow like you go to Flagstaff for like the weekend yeah, and yeah. there's some white stuff on the grass and then it was in Baltimore for a couple of years. Oh and yeah. It's a different, Very different. Oh, Absolutely.
0: For, for sure. For sure. Yeah. So you talked about that was your first time really away from home and it, it almost forced you to, to quit, but you didn't. Did not. So how did you balance that, you know, that life on the road and your family? Yeah,
2: it was tough. Absolutely. And, uh, I mean, I was away six plus weeks at a time and, uh, really us mail was communication back then like write letters home because long distance calling was extremely expensive right, well. yeah. it was yeah. like calling cards that type of thing so so it was it was uh, very difficult for the family to adapt to that and uh, and quite difficult to balance out contrasting that to today though you know uh, just carriers have so much flexibility now with comfort zones mm-hmm. and things like that all of that didn't exist back back then you know
1: in english uh, what is a comfort
2: zone so um Professional drivers now could, you know, uh, be hired on and say, I'm, I'm comfortable with staying in the Southwest, and then that'll be their primary region where they run. Oh, okay. And, Versus just OTR yeah. everywhere. And and they can tailor, mat, tailor make really a, uh, a match for them Routes. that will keep them within, you know, with more frequency at home, more predictability with their lanes and, and things like that. So all those things really didn't exist back then. So U.S. mail, finally you got a chance to call home, and you're like, Hey, how's everything going at home? Everything good? Okay, I'm going to be there in a couple of weeks and that was it cuz you're counting down, you know, a dollar plus per minute on your calls. It's like you couldn't call home a lot, you know. There's uh there's a lot of things that that go on behind the scenes, you know, and a so lot your of your wife's times,
0: really the superstar.
2: Yeah, indeed, absolutely. I mean, sure. Yeah, yeah.
0: That with all that while you were gone, 6 weeks at a time. Definitely. That's no joke, dude. Yeah. Probably even harder than driving a truck in the whiteout.
2: It is. And, and you know all those, all that pressure we've got, you know, as professional drivers, we have that going on and, and traffic and deadlines. And um, the other day uh, at, at the, uh, during my office role, um, they came up to me and asked me our production team. They said, well, they were asking several team members, you know, what do you think a, uh, a professional driver is what one word that comes to you now. And, and, and I answered by saying hero, you know, they're heroes because I mean, you willingly as a professional driver, decide i'm gonna leave my family you know and for those that have newborn kids you know or or little kids and all and and you're leaving them behind to you're making that decision to go and do it in the best interest of your family to be a good provider you know that's that's not like for everyone you know it really takes a lot to do that worthy of of uh, recognition indeed and so
1: i think outside of the trucking industry truckers it's kind of like a thankless job do you think that because of covid and everything like trucking got into the spotlight more people kind of Gained respect for truck drivers.
2: Yeah, it did. Maybe, that's I what we're say, due. I would
0: say maybe, especially in the general public. Yeah, but I think still, when you get into some of those Cantonese and areas like that, I still think that they treat them like garbage. Oh, I shouldn't say all. That's kind of stereotyping all, but yeah, right. I, in my when I did my ride along, which when I was out for seven days or eight days, which by the way, I was dying like I was ready to get home. It was amazing how some of these people treated these drivers. <laughs> it's like, hey, they've got a job to do. I don't understand it is you got to treat them like crap right they're here to deliver that your product or, or haul your product and it's it's yeah
2: but i do feel that uh that that during the times of covet the general public had an opportunity and did recognize just a value that the professional driver brings to our yeah. country yeah. our economy and really to like their pantries and storage closets you know we yep. don't think about it we get put on automatic we go to walmart and buy what we need and we go and that's it sure we don't take the time to go and uh, behind the Walmart and see where the receiving areas are and say like, Hey, somebody drove all night to get my pack of toilet paper, which was so popular during that time. You know, somebody went through rain and went through leaving their families and all the other things we're talking about, you know, it's, it's uh we, we've got to slow down and, and give that recognition, you know, and uh, during that time, I, I do feel that things shifted a bit, Let so, us not forget.
0: So I know drivers get real passionate about things, right? I mean, you, you watch the movie over the top, right? Mm-hmm. E- Lincoln Hawk, the driver, he was passionate about arm wrestling, right? That's a real movie? Oh, yeah. Have you
2: seen it? I have not. He, over the
0: top. You're Sylvester just... Stallone. What's wrong with you Oh, two? the arm wrestling movie. Thank
1: you. There's no. Tr- there's like one truck driving scene. He's the truck driver. Oh, oh,
0: but, but, here's, but here's what I'm getting at. He's passionate about arm wrestling. He created this whole rig to just keep working that arm so that he could beat Bull Hurley in the finals, right? Which he did. This underdog, much like you beat Ivan Drago and Rocky, he's an yeah. underdog and he wins. Yeah, I know you're passionate about training. Talk to us a little bit about training. I know that's not as exciting as arm wrestling, maybe, yeah. but I find it fascinating.
2: It's it's great. It's absolutely great. So my current role now is I'm director of of driver training, and it's an incredible opportunity. I mean, we wonder, and as professional drivers, we're like, well, back in the day, especially uh, us more senior drivers, right? Uh, we, we go back and say, well, the, the newer generation of drivers, they're, they're, they're not like before, you know, and they're not as yeah. passionate for the role and for what, you know, for what they're out there doing and what have you. But it's an exciting opportunity now because we're really literally given and entrusted with their training and development, you know. So what is our professional drivers? What are they going to be like 10 years from now? We're at that point where we can make a difference, you know, where we can take our best practices as professional drivers and, and apply it now and and, uh, and then, you know, kind of married together with the advancements of, of technology and training techniques and things like that. And just make really like a super driver. So it's in, in, it's evolved over the years
0: into something that actually passes along really good skills. Yes. Like that. Yeah, I People's encourage. Like the Million Dollar Man. You see that 80s movie reference? Of course.
2: Anything 80s. Super
0: driver. Yeah. Bionic man. Yeah.
2: And yeah, anything '80s, right? You, well,
0: no, I just uh, movies in general. I mean, we can go okay. smoking the bandit if you want, but now we're really going back. We might as well talk about Deliverance. <laughs> <laughs> Great movie, actually. Yes. I saw that with my dad. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> so, talk. Let's talk a little bit about the uh, the relationship between office and driver. But how important, obviously, is that relationship? Working as a team and what you're doing with them. I, I got to spend. I got to spend a lot of time in operations myself. Mm-hmm and not having that big background in the transportation industry and coming into, into the operations world. Yeah. Obviously, I gained a huge respect for our, our driving associates immediately. Yeah. But it is. It's, it's teamwork. I mean, I've seen how frustrated drivers can get when their driver manager or driver leader or dispatcher, whatever the mm-hmm. companies call their person, yeah. how frustrated they can get with them when it's a lot of times a young kid right out, of, right out of college that's telling them what they need to do, where do they need to go based off of what the electronics are telling them, and the driver's like, no, that's not what I need to do. This is what I need. And somewhere in the middle, when they find that, that synergy, it becomes a great, you know, it's, teamwork, you, so to speak. You so. said
2: it, the relationship. Relationship building is, is critical. It's crucial. And uh, I encourage my team, even now, Um, we've got to use what I call the process of proximity, you know, and by process of proximity is how we are really going to get to know each other like we're doing right now, you know, and our audience is getting to know us and what what we're doing and what we've done and what we're about and what we believe in because we're talking to each other. And so the same way that we're sitting down right now, we've got to bridge that gap if it exists within the organization um, to, uh, with our uh, professional drivers so that we can, you know, uh, work in unison. Yeah, it, it's crucial. It's needed. And and it has evolved. It has changed. You know, yeah. going back to that 90s start time, you know, back then it was like office staff is here and drivers are out there. You know, now it's like, really, hey, we're one, you know, and, and, and speaking for the organization that I, that I that I'm affiliated with, you know, with, with night transportation, it's like, we really do make it a point to, to establish those relationships because we realize they're critical. And and they're necessary, and and they're and we can establish a, a more successful driver experience when we have
0: them. Yeah, I mean, obviously, with productivity and everything else, it it helps tremendously. It also helps in the world of safety, right? Keeping the keeping the people on the road safe, keeping our drivers safe, as they want to return home to their loved
2: ones. And yeah, That's all of the above. Yeah, in, invite the driver to come in and, and sit. You know, we've invited a driver. Yeah, the there you time. go. That's it. That's yeah. it. And then they can they know they don't have to visualize. Um, I wonder what it's like in there. And they do have the cush job cause they're there and the icy climate control all day and all that. Like, Hey, we invite you to come and see, we could, you know, see what it's all about and stuff. And then they'll realize we're all, we need to work together yeah. because we need each other. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
0: Very good. What are some of the, what are some of the difficult challenges that, uh, that you feel are facing professional drivers today? Like they were very different when you were in the truck back in the nineties. And, 2000s what do you think some of the challenges are today
2: i would say um the uh opportunities that are kind of tossed our way you know there's the the uh, communication of of advertisement communication through different carriers you know putting come all kinds of things coming at you that in itself creates doubt you know before you're like hey I'm, i'm gonna be it was like your identity right i'm gonna be a professional driver that's what i'm gonna do and that's who i am and you're a professional driver you know and then now it's like, hey, I'm going to be a professional driver. I'm going to work for this carrier. And then you've got 15 other companies coming at you, and 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 you're like, well, am I am I uh, am I a dry? Do I want to go and be a, a dry professional driver, or refrigerated, or am I going to go, you know, run run this uh, flatbed? And and there's just although all those opportunities are are there, it still creates, I feel, uh, a sense of, uh, of of identity detachment, you know. And and before when when we were uh, knowing we were that we were a professional driver, then we. Stuck it out a bit more, you know. Okay. Yeah, and and, uh, and and plowed through any challenges that came our way.
0: So you're saying options in the marketplace in the industry uh, that can create some challenges. Technology, although helps improve a lot of different ways, but it can also, on the flip side, create challenges as well.
2: Correct. Yeah, and and the and back to the opportunities. It's like if we're if I'm just starting to get if Julio's my driver manager and we're just starting to build a relationship. He's a great uh, driver manager. Great driver manager. Yeah. yeah. Googles me, you know, and yeah, yeah it verifies everything. No. And then, and Friends then all of a sudden I've got high-fiving. opportunities coming up, you know, and I don't have, I'm not giving myself as a professional driver the time to really establish that relationship and I'm moving along. Okay. Yeah.
0: So how did driving then help you prepare for like your future roles and what you're doing now?
2: Tremendously. I mean, just having a, a knowledge of the, of actually being uh, behind the wheel um, I get calls now, even from, from driver managers that are uh, their, their driver uh, maybe struggling to balance out the weight, you know, to scale out, to scale mm-hmm. legal, which is, I mean, very, very common, right? And so I'll walk them through it, um, giving them ideas with, hey, something's malfunctioning and a breakdown. You know, I've seen that before. It's probably this. You know, let's work together with our maintenance team and, and, and figure out, see if that's something that we can address there without the need to, you know, for additional downtime. And so just uh, along the way, I mean, I've held uh, different roles. I've been a driver manager. I've been a terminal manager. And then, like I said, now I'm, I'm directing uh, driver training. And, uh, and throughout it all, I feel that I wouldn't be as, as uh, effective if I didn't have that experience as a professional driver.
0: Yeah, I, you know, I would tend to agree with that. I, like I said, I've only spent a very small amount of time in a truck as a passenger just witnessing what our professional drivers go through. And even just, even just that, that week-long drive, it taught me a ton. Nothing near what you're going to get as an actual professional driver. Yeah. But you learn a lot. You take a lot of notes. You, you realize what these, these men and women go through driving every day. And I can only imagine the skill sets that you acquired and, and the knowledge to, to help bring it back, especially as a terminal manager. Absolutely. For any driver to come in, now they know, hey, Ivan can relate to me.
2: Right, it's it's a different connection.
0: He's never been to Bucky's though, the, That's or Wawa.
2: We could still schedule on in the in the next ride along. Okay, yeah. Oh, I'm doing my ride along all the way to Maryland. How about that? Just to try that place. <laughs> <laughs> in a
0: in a whiteout, right? In a whiteout.
2: Sure, <laughs> it's in the summer. You know. Yeah. So Avoid so that.
0: being a being kind of the director of training, right, and, and the whole training program, which you've been working on to to increase and again, get really rolling yeah. in, in a great direction. You're also going to be dealing with a lot of new drivers, students, drivers that are learning, trying to figure out their way. What type of advice, what type of advice would Ivan, Drago, Drago. or I said, Arona, Arona. You at least you say Corona. Corona. I wanted yeah, to say Corona, but yeah. you looked like you were more that. of an Arona. Yeah. What kind of advice would you give them?
2: Uh, identify opportunity. Take it as such instead of, it, this guy's newer as a driver trainer, right? To, to, for, for those of you that are involved with driver training.
0: Go, go, okay, when you say opportunity, what do you mean by opportunities?
2: Yeah, rather than getting stuck in, I just uh, got a student, you know, this guy's new to the industry, and we get stuck sometimes in the, he should, right? He should have known this or been taught this and that. In CDLs, Codes like, just identify opportunity. The things that, that the student does not know is an opportunity for you as an experienced professional driver to teach him. you know? And so I would say look at things, any, any obstacles, any problems that come your way as opportunities.
1: What are some, like, realities that you think people need to know before they, like, let's just say I just watched Deliverance, and I've been inspired, yeah, yeah. and I want to be a truck driver. And, and then I just realized this isn't. Time, th-
0: time out. I got to stop you. How in the world is Deliverance going to inspire you to be a truck driver? I don't know. There's no trucks in it.
1: That was my point when you brought it up the first time. I was still kind of a oh dig real. at you.
0: I brought up... You I, said Deliverance. Yeah, but I said it after we talked about smoking, smoking the Bandit. And you said something else. I'm like, well, then we might as well just talk about Deliverance. Oh, fair enough. My bad.
2: So no okay. no trucks in any scene? No, not no, I really. I just thought no. Transformers. They don't want to be like off But maybe it just served as an inspiration.
1: But like, I, I just feel like sometimes people... I feel like sometimes people need to realize... I might miss a weekend with my family, right? <laughs> there you go. Uh. There you go. Like or I might be alone for a very long time in my truck and there's only so many podcasts you can listen to be on the rig <laughs> that uh that will help me try, out like, try try
2: cassettes you I, know oh back in the days that we had oh my cassettes gosh, he just Yeah, went to cassettes. That, hey we had to there's limited podcasts there's all kinds of podcasts but when when uh, back in the day it was cassettes he's <laughs> like what's cassettes
0: they don't even make cassettes yeah, anymore I know do you know what a cassette tape is
1: i i i I know what it is. I heard of one of those. <laughs> 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 they had two
0: sides, the A and the B, yeah. The time. That, that's right. Right <laughs> when
2: you were into the middle some, of a song. Some, it would sometimes the,
0: the, your 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 cassette player starts eating it and got oh. pull it out and then you gotta
1: you, wind you, it up with your finger.
2: You'd, you'd use yeah. a pencil
1: yeah. or a pencil because it had the little. Well, but when you're
2: driving, I mean, you just have to see over there and almost go into tears with your favorite cassette. And they were so expensive too. Cassettes. Just like shoot out all the tape. And out it would, of it.
1: would it just play like one song?
0: Oh dude. There's like, <laughs> there's like five songs on side A. Well, do that,
1: you remember you might be too old for this, but when I was like a teen too old for this. There was a you can buy First like time you can buy like a little MP3 song. Oh I remember MP3. And it would just play one song though. It'd be like Britney Spears, <laughs> oops, I did it again. Hit clips. Hit clips. And you would you'd have it <laughs> nice. on your side here and it would just be
0: it was crap. <laughs> did, you, did you just throw like of all the of all the styles of music and songs yeah. to throw out? We're gonna go with Britney Spears. Yeah. Oops, that, I was, did it, it that again. was his
1: playlist. Hit no clips songs. was predominantly pop.
0: Okay, well, I want you to sing it. The Britney Spears.
1: Oops, Oops I... I did it no, again. No, I thought we were doing the end. Oops, I
0: did it again. <laughs> the, you, you know, oh, we're like, I've code. never, I've never gotten it past gets... the first. Burst? Oh, Did yeah, ne- me neither. Me, me
2: neither, yeah. <laughs> that's all the memory was in that, that thing. You know, all you It wasn't hold. the full song either. Yeah. It was only like you 30 see. seconds. Is that, yeah.
0: the, is that the song she wore a snake around her neck? That's toxic. Toxic? Oh. Is oh. it? Oh. I don't know. I'm for-
1: no, I'm a slave. For- Man, I am off today. Man, it's a good <laughs> thing our casting crew <laughs> all about <laughs> Britney all <of> Spears.
0: <laughs> um, Is she still married, divorced, guys? What's going on with her money? Anyone know? Yeah. Ryan, you got it. But to answer my question,
1: what are some realities that they, like, like an honest truth that they need to know? Before if they if you,
2: well, we started with like you, were, if you were inspired to to be a professional driver, and then from Deliverance, uh huh, from and then Deliverance, sh- and they yeah. show up, and I'm like Ivan,
1: I, I want to be a truck driver from Scaling the Mountain. <laughs> yeah. Continue, I want to be a truck driver, uh-huh. and
2: then you tell me, go on though, you want to be a t- truck driver, and then. And then I because you mentioned the family right well, about but well,
1: then, then I, he calls you and, and you're I'm like, gonna hey, give man, advice. You, you promised me opportunities,
2: and
1: yeah. unlimited pr- opportunities. Yeah, I've been stuck it, at this loves that doesn't have cinnamon rolls for two the, days too. now, and the tire was, king's here. Yeah, what? Am, and I'm waiting for I'm waiting for my mechanic. <laughs> like, what am, what am I gonna do? You lied to me.
2: See, that's, that's the, the the great thing about uh, the times of now is that like we have more real-time solutions, right? And the support system is there. Back to the relationship building. It's like you started by saying, I'm going to reach out to you, Ivan. That's because I'm available to you. And that's the times that we're in now, especially with a good transportation company, right? Yeah. Uh, you're going to have that relationship. You're going to have access to my cell phone. You're going to call me and say, hey, I've, I'm here. I need to make it home. I'm going to miss my, my home time. What can we do about it? And then I'm gonna be like right there on it right away. Coming up, identifying opportunity, coming up with a solution. Yeah. yeah. Nice. So the support system's gonna be there. It's a great time. So it's, it's a tremendous Communi- time to be a professional say driver.
1: Communication helps. Well yeah.
2: henzo, you're reaching out part. Uh-huh. Communication. And that goes yeah. right back to my like <laughs> <point. laughs> <laughs> communication. Communication. Also, love has, really yeah, has really good. Front Sound
1: Chesters? I think so. Yeah. yeah
2: Chesters. I think so.
1: You don't like it? I've never had it. It's pretty good. Get I've some biscuits it. and some honey. I was just,
0: okay.
1: I'll I miss breakfast, heard. by the way. So I am. So it's all yeah. about food right <laughs> At
2: the what was it? The bread rolls, the 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 cinnamon rolls, fried chicken. That place up there in Maryland. Yeah, chicken
0: and waffles or something. Right. Wawa. Oh, Wawa. Wawa.
1: Bojangles is chicken and waffles on the East Coast. Yeah. Bojangles. What
0: is it out on the West Coast? Lolo's. Well, that's in Phoenix. Yeah. The Waffle House. Oh Chicken and I'm
2: trying
1: to focus on trucking here.
0: Unbelievable.
2: So they don't have truck parking for the most part too. Right? Ivan
0: drivers that may have impacted you along the way, people you may want to give a shout out. I can tell you, I can tell you a driver that impacted me way back as a child gave me a huge respect for truck drivers. I was afraid of them when I started driving on the road. Yeah. The movie duel. <laughs> Brian that's an old, that's a, that's of, an oh old Steven Spielberg seventies movie. It's called Duel, and it's all about a truck driver. There's like v- very little talking, Yeah. and this truck driver gets angry at a motorist because the motorist is being an idiot, and he's just out for vengeance. And now he's just out to get him. Oh, I like it. That's the whole mm. concept of the movie, but it's a truck. Yeah, but that's the, that's it, at tru- least it had that's a the truck. the driver in that. that impacted me. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Uh, I mean, followed by Sylvester Stallone, but right. What wow. about you? What about you?
2: Um, the DL the driver who taught me how to drive. It was like I said, 19 years experience, a uh, friend of the family. And he was, it, it, he was from down deep in Mexico, st- uh, started off, you know, his life in, in like extreme poverty. So he had to leave uh, elementary school at like the fourth grade. Jeez. Fourth grade. Um, uh, um, they come over here to the, to the States. He taught himself, self-taught how to write, how to read. Wow. how to he was an ex, excellent navigator, right? He was like expert with a map and uh, became a professional driver. you know, a, acquired his GD, uh, becomes a professional driver. And it was just like, wow, very impressive. tremendous uh, driving record, very safe driver. you know, and and that was a real inspiration. I'm like, man, this guy like really came from all the odds were against him. You know, he had all this tremendous uh, resistance and and obstacles to overcome. And he did this is a friend. Yeah, he was a friend of the family. he's passed, but. He was he was great. So he really inspired me. And uh, with my time now, I've gotta say we have a, a driving associate that is our fleet of heroes driver at night. Her name is Marsha. Yeah. And she's she does a tremendous job. So I was terminal manager. She worked with within, with our terminal when I was terminal manager. And she uh, served us in, in the military, right? Served her country. And her husband did as well. And when when during the times of COVID, when the schools are closed and everything like that. She actually came up with the idea through our writer program to bring her kids and, and alternate them, right, and give them, like, schooling out on the road. And to me, I was like, wow, talk about identifying opportunity, right, overcoming challenges. That's, that's awesome. That's genius. That's tremendous, you know, R- extremely resilient. She, she does an amazing job. So she's really inspired me in the times of in, – in, in the today times. That's
0: cool. Yeah, yeah right. hey, my, uh, my serious today time driver that's probably – you know, inspired me a little bit. It was when I was working as the Phoenix Terminal Manager, um, Steve Higby. I know he's, I know that guy's got a larger than life personality. He trains, he does great yeah. with, with training and runs all the time. But that guy, when we used to do driver reviews, you know, when they would get like a, a penny cent or sometimes people would give him half cent raise or whatever. He came into my office for the first time and we were sitting down chatting and, uh, and he goes, look, I know I know you're going to try to give me a penny. I don't want a penny. And he tells me the number that he wants. I'm like, oh, really? Why is that, Steve? This guy pulls out a, a, a manila folder, opens it up, and he's got all of these stats and numbers from wow, his that he's driving that he yeah. starts showing me and, and how he's increasing, where he's at here with his miles and what he's done with students and how many students are still with us. And I was floored by it. Yeah. And I was like, "Steve, you got it, man. You you've earned it. Yeah. This is fantastic. It's the only only driving associate that I've ever had come in and actually give me statistics on himself of to, to kind of prove what he wanted." So, he got what he he got what he deserved. And yeah, I that's level, great. I love old Steve awesome. Higby. Yeah. Julia, what about you? The gentleman, you did the background check on? <laughs>
1: uh, well, I was going to say Optimus Prime. Okay? Good. First. Good. I like that. Cause I think that was probably the coolest truck and he was faster than the Camaro whenever they were going like to go fight the bad guys.
0: Well, or the Camaro just slowed down cause he was the leader, but go on.
1: Uh, I'm pretty sure he's faster. Okay. You know, cause he had like 17 exhaust pipes coming out of his head. But besides the point there, there was one guy and I, you know, check tech, technically he's a partner carrier, but his name's Ignacio and, uh, Ignacio Trucking, I think, because he was he was one of the guys where he would just call me, yeah, and he'd just be like, "Hey, uh, I'm bored," (laughs) and I would just be like, "All right, I'm bored too. What's what's up?" (laughs) And he's just like, "But I'm 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 here because of you, though." And I was like, "Oh shoot, (laughs) my my bad." And he's just like, "Yep." And then he, you know, as we were talking, turns out he had a family. I learned about his son. we would, whenever he came to Arizona, I introduced my wife to him. We met at a truck stop. Um, and then we pulled over, went and got tacos. Um, he like, he genuinely became a friend. And I think the business for me changed at that point because of him, because I genuinely cared about him yep. getting mm-hmm. home. Yep. Yeah. And awesome. uh, when he told me his str- like struggles during Q4, mm-hmm. everything's busy, everything's great, but then everything slows down around Q2. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, Hey man, like you, you can't, like, leave me hanging. I've been doing everything for you the past few months. And uh, be- genuinely because of him, I, I really gain an appreciation whenever I s- – sometimes I'll see his trailer on the road, I'll give him a call because he does the same lanes to this day. So. That's cool.
0: Yeah, That's really cool. Awesome. So I've got one more for the group. Yeah. If you could say something to all the drivers out there, if you could share anything with those drivers that are out there all across the, this great country of ours – what would that be? Julio. Thank
1: you. I I mean, I thank you so much for, for literally everything. I, I think it's easy working in the trucking industry, but I think I mentioned before, I think now people realize that without trucks, like 24 hours without trucks, yeah. grocery stores empty, like everything empty, people struggling. Like they're like the lifeblood of, of America. So I just, you know, thank you for everything.
0: It's great. I would say, obviously, thank you as well. But I would just say you're all freaking awesome. Yeah, just absolutely. awesome. It's a all of all of the driving associates that I've ever interacted with. I love them. They're just great people. Even when they're frustrated and they're upset, you listen to them. You allow them to vent, and you realize that they're, the the core root of their frustration could easily have been avoided. Yeah, right. With communication. Hey, with yeah. communication. <laughs> right. Tom, no, key, but so with, I mean. yeah, but with understanding where they're coming from and what they need. Yeah. Understanding that they have a family back mm-hmm. home. There's a reason for that home time mm-hmm. and there's a reason they're frustrated when we neglect to get them there. Right. And, and a lot of times they're very, it, they're very uh, flexible, but then it gets to a point where it's like, hey, mm-hmm. enough's enough and they, and they melt down. I just, I, I appreciate the heck out of what they do. It's, mm-hmm. It's a tough job. It's actually, even though they're in a giant big truck, it's it's a it's a relatively risky job. I mean, there's it a is. lot of safety concerns that could go on on the road, yeah. from idiot motorists to just things that happen from from natural elements of snow and yeah. wind, electronic
1: and thievery, <laughs>
0: robbing the trailers. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, I just think they're great, and I I too have a, a greater appreciation for them. Something that I never knew existed, right? Mm-hmm. You grow up, you're on the road, you see drivers and trucks. And as a kid, you're always like this, like, hey, mm-hmm. give me the horn, big guy. Yeah. And they usually do. And Or you, you get older and you're driving and you're frustrated because they're going slow. And then you work in the industry and the behind the scenes, you start to realize, okay, why are they going on so slow? Why yeah, right all in tons of weight and trying to be safe
2: and right, right. let
0: them do what they need to do and, and just wait it out. It's not, it's not going to kill you to wait a few minutes as they try to slowly pass someone that's going too slow and then go around. So I, I think they're awesome. We appreciate the heck out of you.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, you mentioned uh, little kids, you know, as they go by and, and they want you to pull that air horn and all I recently had the opportunity to go to an elementary school about a month and a half ago or so oh, cool. and, uh, and, and took one of our trucks, brand new truck, beautiful Kenworth. And, uh, and the kids were just so pumped, you know, and it was awesome to see when I drove into the school, I passed like the, the, the pre-K area first and the little kids were out there um, playing and, and stuff watch. and they just stopped what they were doing. Exactly. And they were just like, wow, in awe. And when I made it to the classroom, there were other parents there because, you know, there was it was a um, career day. And, and and my wife was telling me She was there with me And she's like Hey you Like we completely destroyed it For the rest of the parents Because they're like Yeah I'm a lawyer I'm a doctor And one was Own a construction company But when we were there And they're like Hey we've got a truck outside That you guys are actually Going to be able to go out and, and look And you know Climb into and stuff All the kids were just like Wow You know And it was great to see That that spirit is still alive You know So the kids of the lawyers are Like oh my dad's a yeah, loser right. He doesn't have a truck Right <laughs> Exactly Yeah that's pretty much Right awesome. So So no same way I I feel that you know professional drivers you're 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 crucial you're essential you're extremely valuable you know and if you're listening to this and 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 you're not a professional driver but you've been thinking about it I, I encourage you to You'll hear like, well, you'll be away from your family. You know, we, we've already established things have changed now. You are, you're able to have a more predictable schedule. The communication is there. You know, the, the tools are there now. It's just a very good and exciting time to be a professional driver, especially knowing just how much uh, the country needs us. You know, yeah. that's where I say you're, you're valuable as yeah. a full-time professional driver. The country's sure. counting on you. No pressure. For sure. You also, know.
1: Is that what that meant? Yeah, the air horn. Blow the. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And they still have them well, even back on in the twenty twenty two. They know they, no idea. they're still there. They're still Can there. That makes way more yeah. sense. There's yeah. an episode of The Simpsons where he's doing this. Yeah. And he pulls it. Homer pulls it. Oh my
0: gosh! And the millenn- trailer pops off.
1: Do you guys know what I'm talking about? I uh, no. He sees the kid and the little kid's going like this, and so he's like, "Hey, I got you." And he pulls it, and the trailer pops off. And so I always, well.
2: Was it kind of like the auto-eject, like when you ejected out, like the fighter? I mean, it's pilots. a cartoon,
1: so I'm assuming there was some, uh, yeah, some I mean, fiction to it.
2: I don't watch Just some
0: cartoons as an Little adult, bit. but okay. Yeah.
1: You don't watch The Simpsons? No.
0: Sad life. I to do. Is it? It's a great show. I Holds mean, up. That would be like me. Do you, you watch Beavis and Butthead? Yeah. It's still on. Ladies and gentlemen, I have rest my case. <laughs> Paramount Plus. Julio watches Beavis <laughs> and Butthead. Well, hey, I know we've dropped a lot of... A
2: lot of info. Cartoons. And cartoons. Movies. Movies. Yeah.
0: I'm going to give you one more movie because you two need to get educated on your trucking movies. Here we go. I'm going to give you one more movie before we end today. Cars. No. <laughs> he just goes in and out of Mac every now and then. That's not that great. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking right. about the movie Black Dog. Black Dog Black or Doc? Dog. Black Dog. Black. Dog. Heard that oh, one. you know what?
2: Yes, finally one that whoa, I whoa 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 finally whoa that's a yeah. rarity.
0: Who is it? Do you remember who's in it?
2: I do not, but I do remember the black dog because hey, drivers can relate when you're out there in the middle of the night and your eyes start getting a little like whoa, well, I've been driving a while. You actually do see things out there. You mean you Cujo? We're sure. talking about Cujo. No, We're talking about black was, dog with was Patrick a Swayze.
0: He's the driver. There you go. That's right. (laughs) I need you guys to make note of these movies. The dancer from Dirty Dirty Dancing. I can't deal with uneducated people when it comes to movies any longer. So the guy
1: from Dirty Dancing is a truck driver. Yes, and
0: the movie Ghost. (laughs) Yes, that scene that you wanted to have with pottery. I know. You love clay. I get it. Yeah, Yeah. Anyways, Julio, Ivan. Thank you for being on the show today. Thanks so much for having us. We appreciate it. We want to thank all you listeners out there and anybody who's watching us on Beyond the Rig. Follow us on social media at Beyond the Rig podcast. Stream Beyond the Rig wherever you listen to podcasts and keep on trucking. (laughs)
2: We enjoyed bringing this show to you, and we hope you had fun along the way, too. We're going 10-10 for now, but you can catch us on the side on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Beyond the Rig and Drive Night. Until next time, be safe out there and keep trucking.